Chad Chaplin. I'm going to tell you what, to the audience, this will be the most awkward interview or not really an interview. This was just more of a conversation between two friends. Uh, Chad Chaplin, I, I had uh, watched him on the live feed at the Oklahoma Youth Expo on Walton Webcasting with Corey and Brett. Just enjoyed his unique sense of humor and personality and reached out to him to uh, just see if he wanted to do a podcast. And I'm hoping he likes it so much and gets good feedback to where me and him can just maybe riff once a week because uh, his circle down there in West Oklahoma in the Weatherford area is way different than my circle up there in country bumpkin, Adel America. Really don't have any set things that we need to talk about. I guess top of mind, what I would like to hear from you, Chad, is I don't. I got enough. I got enough friends, and I want you to be my friend. But just for a moment, can you put yourself in the shoes of being a a negative Nancy or just a constructive criticism person, and tell me a few things that you like about our podcast seven days in, and don't like about our podcast a few things a few days in. Well, I've listened to probably after this morning. I probably listened to a half dozen of them. Sure. The best, the best thing is the length, because um, a lot of times, if you listen to podcasts, it, it's so expounded that we don't have thirty-five or forty minutes to donate mm. to that. Sure. As just listening, quality, enjoyment, entertainment, as it is, listening to two people talk about things that we enjoy. So I love the time. The, the short time, as long as we're talking about things that people want to hear, it's going to be very successful. You bet. Yeah. This is just one thought process that I've had with Kevin Mears, who I kind of, uh, I told Kevin, I want it to be kind of like true, enjoyable, real world conversation. If I get too loose and you ask me to take anything out. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> Heck, if, if I can get you talked back into coming for more than one episode, uh, just tell the audience, you know, I got a good northern following. I'm sure you have a good southern following, but tell the audience a little bit about yourself, just your background. I would like to know. I don't know everything about you. I know a little bit about you. I think uh, you're good people. I know your son's right in the heat of his show career, and uh, just tell, tell everybody a little about yourself. I was raised in Hobart, Oklahoma. I had a great ag teacher, Ken Oral, and... Uh, Really, in today's time, my situation is not traditional anymore where we lived on a farm. I wanted to show. We started showing sheep, got in the cattle business. Uh, me and him drove to Kansas, bought my first show calf, bought my first cows from Tim Oldie. Uh, Mr. Oral picked them out before I was old enough to drive. And then the next year, I, we bought a pot load, or I, he picked me out a pot load of cows from Dean Kephart, half of them bunch of Christensen Simmentals on there and some Gates Angus cows and just kind of got started. And, yeah. uh, you know, that that's I've always loved raising calves. I love baby calves. I love mama cows and I showed and then when I was in college I worked for the Tippins family and uh, me, my son's going to be a senior next year. Me and my wife were talking at supper last night. I mean, I started doing chores when we got out of bed in 1985 and I've never got a break from that to this point and next year will be the first time I haven't had a show animal to feed in the morning uh, since 1985 and that's a that's a sobering thought Matt. I haven't had to deal with the front part of that equation yet but I can't imagine uh, you know just like the end of my 4-H career 
it just was weird whenever a guy didn't have something to do <laughs> after school or whatever. So that'll be kind of you, uh, uh, even though you're a dad, you'll, I'm sure that you just get in the habit year after year of going to the barn and working together. And uh, that'll be weird if uh, when it all ends. I mean, there's a heck of a lot of stuff we could talk about, but just something that I would be personally interested to know from you. I know that Western Oklahoma in the Weatherford area with Dean Kephart over there at Canute, uh, uh, Wendell Dunn, uh, just Steve Bonham was raised, raised in that area. Brandon Horn was raised in that area. Give me two minutes or less on just the history of your area. I think that'd be a good place to end. Just give me the, the history of Western Oklahoma. I think that people will be stunned that Mark Copas and I could keep going on and on. A lot of folks were raised out there that are industry legends and have since moved to Texas or moved to uh, Newcastle or whatever it may be. Go ahead. Yeah, the uh, really that all that group of people you just mentioned uh, all came from really one highway, two counties. 152 Highway runs from Cordell. Uh, and it runs all the way to Binger, and that would kind of be the bookends of that. And so Cordell, Bobby Maddox, and you know Steve Bonham were, I think, a year apart in school, and they grew up right there in Doc sold cattle, and that's where uh, Bobby. I guess I would have known that Steve grew up. I didn't even know that Bobby grew up in that Ma area as well. <laughs> Bobby Maddox, Cordell Blue Devil, and uh, mm -hmm. yeah, he kept his calves out there at, at Doc's with with Steve and them, and. Uh, I've heard a lot of those stories. And then my good buddy, Ron Bailey, he was over there at Sickles and Brandon Horn's dad was his for the old, ag teacher. And you know, for, for the yeah, old that, guard, uh, I guess just wanted to mention, I think this Bailey that you mentioned used to be the firm Bonham and Bailey, right? Didn't Steve sell with them? That's exactly that? right. You bet. Steve Bonham's so first, first partner a, for 15 years. Just to a, a young punk named Matt Lautner in 1992 or three, I believe that the term Bonham and Bailey reminded a lot of people of Arnhem and Bailey, like you know, the circus. circus. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's I, not. I, maybe that. Maybe you never. But I just that always stuck with me. The Bonham and Bailey connection that yeah. sounded like and, Bonham and Bailey. And see, Ron, Ron Bailey is very intricate in when Brandon's dad passed away. Ron kind of stepped in, and Ron was in charge when Brandon won Oklahoma City and mm -hmm. Tulsa in the same year. Ron, those cattle were at Ron's house, and Ron was in charge, and, and uh, so Ron was very intricate. And then, um, you, you know, Mark Copas, his dad, Alan, was the ag teacher at Eakley. And uh, when when I was a kid, you'd go over there, and actually, even though they lived at Eakley, Ron Bailey and Alan Copas lived three miles apart, maybe just two. And you could look at all those cattle right in there, and there, there's a hotbed of that got all that started, but Doc, Doc Bottom and Larry Horn are the ones that created, they they were the spark that ignited that. And yeah. there's a lot of people in that area. Touched and a lot, uh, touched a lot of lives over the last 40 years, those two gentlemen with their kids and, uh, and you know, just the people they touched. And, okay, so there's two things I would like you to touch on before we vlog off here for today. Brandon Horn, biggest, you know, probably cast the largest shadow of any breeder and bull owner in the USA. Uh, could you talk just a minute? Uh, maybe this is a question I need to ask him personally, but uh, his papa passed away during OY, OKC or OYE. I couldn't talk about Western Oklahoma. This is more lighthearted. I couldn't talk about Western Oklahoma unless we mentioned Shane Sturgeon, because he's my boy. We always, we get Sturge to clip my bulls. 
uh, for Denver and OKC. And uh, anytime that my wife's got one shined up, ready to rock for State Fair, she don't trust nobody but Shane Sturgeon. And I think that Shane has gotten so popular, not because of us, but he's gotten so popular in the last three or four years that we almost can't get him. He's, he's booked up like a darn Beatles concert. All right, well, Brandon Horn's dad did pass away during the show in 1985, and Brandon's brother Colby won the show with a calf named Frosty, and uh, that was the short horn. And I actually, uh, the, the cool thing about it, I guess it's cool now, Fr Frosty's the picture of the calf they put on Larry's headstone, and La Larry's actually buried southwest of corn out there at a little Mennonite cemetery. And uh, But, yes, Brandon... Brandon would uh, he he wouldn't mind us having a talk about that and that was they grew up showing really good stuff and and uh, it's unbelievable the strides they made with the situation they started in and then Shane Sturgeon uh, he actually he came and helped me clip some the other day for our for our first sale and but I got a funny story about Shane Sturgeon when we I'm telling you we probably weren't old enough to drive and Randy McKinley from Frederick had a club kit sale in Cordell, Oklahoma. Shane Sturgeon grew up in Cordell, the same town Steve Bonham, Bobby Maddox came from. His dad had a vet clinic there on the east side of town. And when growing up, we used Doc Sturgeon, which would be David, Shane's dad. Anyway, at the fairgrounds, Randy McKinley used to run 60, 80 head, a little old calves in there and have a club kit sale. And it came back from the old Bud Barnes, Edwin Fran's days. Fran Barr and them used to share anyway. Long story short, they called, Colby Collins was kind of in charge, who would have been 16 years old. He asked Shane, Shane asked me, and we used to clip those. One time we clipped that calf sale, and you clipped them all with the big shears. And you had the 20s on there that were sharp all the way to the teeth. I saw Shane Sturgeon get kicked by Sweet Willie, the original Sweet Willie, in the side of the head, and it knocked him out cold. And he's cold as a wedge like a bull rider. And then pointies are running in his face. And his mama ran over and jerked the plug out of the wall. And he wasn't much good for helping the rest of the day. He was night, night. Come on. Oh, boy. Chad, uh, I got to say, this is probably how we'll conclude. But I don't know if you listened to the Taylor Luking podcast from a couple days ago. But I misidentified Luking Emerson donor as only being worth eighty-two fifty back in 2012, and she's went on to make Taylor four or five hundred thousand in progeny sales, probably more. But uh, that's what it was quoted to me at one point. Well, I got to tell you, my judge of uh, personalities for my podcast is a lot better because the stories you just told, I think they're going to really. Make people smile as I've been smiling the last two or three minutes. And then also, I mean, you're going to have, you might have to like have your own podcast just to, I mean, like I'm, I'm 40 years old. I know where you're going with that. I'm 40 years old and I generally know the names you were talking about. But if you got five or 10 years younger than me, you would need a encyclopedia with some of those names you just wrapped off. And I just, I think that's awesome. And I, I, I hope that you get enough positive feedback from this episode that you're like, yeah, we probably better do that once every two weeks or once every week or whatever you feel comfortable with. I love it. I love it. I love, uh, <laughs> I love talking about the industry. My child loves the industry. I mean, I got a 17 year old boy that. All he wants to do is flush more cows and put in more embryos, mainly because he don't pay the bill. But he he loves yeah. raising good show gifts too. I, I've become aware of your gift of gab. 
I knew that you were a good talker, but I, I really enjoyed just your uh, visiting with Fred and Corey at the OIE. Uh, you guys, I was traveling in West Virginia that day selling semen, and I would log on as, as I'd uh, make my way between stops. And I mean, whenever you can make an old hard ass like me or an old country bumpkin, as I like to say, giggle and smile as I'm driving across the state of West Virginia, now you got a talent for entertainment. So. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you very much, Matt. I appreciate it.